This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me October 4th for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms. All right, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read some quotes here from the the Derek Falvey season-ending press conference here. Apparently, I, I also read that uh, he spent an hour talking to reporters until they exhausted all of their questions, which is a rarity in sports. I'm told that you never see that type of access. Crazy. Anyhow. Okay, Let's, right. what, else? What, do you, what do you like best among the hot quotes there? <laughs> well, here, I'll just read this one. Uh, as a whole group, so he said the health side was a big part of the problem this year, but as a group, we felt like this group of coaches and leaders, front office all the way down, staying intact, is the right group to help lead us in the direction we need to go. Um, hey, quick question. How many groups were there in there? That's uh, that's our now favorite word, groups. How many, what, have we got three, four groups? There? The right group. Well, there's the pitching group. There's we the analytics groups. group. We got groups. We, got, we're, we're big we need a, a base running group, I think. Yeah. There's not one. <laughs> a third time through the order group could be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we felt like in the second half of the season, a lot of the game planning and some of the things we were trying to do and execute was pretty good. You're evaluating process relative to outcome. I know that's not always the easiest thing to do, but we're trying to understand whether or not our process is good. I feel good about where our process was at in the second half of the year. Where'd you see this horse bleep? The athletic. Okay. The process stuff. Okay. I didn't see that. I just saw our horse bleep. I didn't see theirs. So, uh, okay. Nothing about total system failure, though. We didn't get that this oh, time, did we? I'll do a control F and see if I can. Yeah, see if we can. Okay. The process. Well, your process sucked. Okay. <laughs> you were, uh, you were, uh, you were what, uh, 50 and 68? Uh, was it, is that 18 games under after whatever process you had, whatever process caused you to, uh, you know, think you could get rest Byron Buxton in April and May and have him play the whole season, whatever process that was. Although we did fire the trainer. So that, that should, uh, that should really. Ah, yeah. Right next to the 10 year anniversary of Rick McWayne, the head trainer getting fired in 2012. Yeah. 
But yeah. you know what we're going to get? I saw this. I didn't see this today, but I saw a couple of days ago. A soft tissue expert. We're going to have a soft tissue yep. expert. So uh, that'll that'll help us a lot. Uh, I don't know. This is the only trouble with these guys. They they're the same. Everybody tries to explain away lousy seasons, but they do it with the Eastern liberal college language that offends you. That's their problem. Their problem is they're talking about, you know, this group and that group. And, uh, the, you know, they, 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 they never get down and grimy with baseball fans and tell us how come they blew up one of the great folds. When you consider the level of the competition, it was one of the great folds in uh, Twins history. Yeah. So they're basically saying, I mean, when I read this and I get through the 19 mentions of process here, they're saying as a group of front office and coaching and managerial decision makers, we did a great job. Yes. And that's what they're saying. (laughs) And then and then they're saying by extension, without saying it, the players failed to execute the plan that we put forth or the injuries and the bad luck prevented us from the results or the outcome that we would expect with our honed process. Yes. And, but then again, if it wasn't for all the injuries, maybe the process would have worked, but uh, I, I did anybody in this hour say, why did Wes Johnson really leave? What is all this horse crap you gave us about? He had to get back to recruit. Uh, And does it have something to do with your complex pitching, uh, development, planning, that that he said, I've had enough and get the hell out of here. You wouldn't have gotten an answer, but he would have gotten it on the record. Not sure. We couldn't tell you our invite may have gotten lost in the mail somewhere. Yeah, score north. Score north. I had an invite. I, I don't believe in those things anymore because I've said, you know what? About six years ago, I went to Spielman's draft preview and said, I'm never going to any of these things again as long as I live. It's a waste of my uh, of walking 100 yards to uh, get there. It's a waste of that little exercise I have left in my body to walk, to hear uh, this crap. And boy, yesterday, that must have been world-class uh, horse crap. So, But we, got th- we had three stories on it. Nothing there, but we had three stories on it. <laughs> So just as a small thing, I, I got one question about two people. How is Tommy Watkins back at third base? Now, I understand him not being fired. You know, you love Tommy. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And and poor Pete Mackey, if ever a man looked like he didn't want a job, yes. looked like he was waiting for the end so he could be mercifully put out of his misery, he's now coming back to in that same job. They said, however... They may add another pitching coach. They may go up to three. They may go up to three. And I got a hunch we're going to have Coe's. I think I think we're going to oh, have God. Cole. And uh, maybe they can get Latroy or somebody to be the guy that walks out to the mound. Maybe they can get Latroy. So he doesn't look afraid of his own shadow as he's doing it? Coaches, yeah. But I, I'm very surprised. But basically, I love Tommy. I go way back with Tommy, you know. But I love him. But basically he said yes he was horse bleep but we're keeping him anyway because everybody likes him that was the quote yes he had a terrible year waving guys home getting them thrown out by 30 feet for no reason but we're, we're but we all like him so we're keeping him damn it 
<laughs> Steve Little Man, he's the second yeah, coming. Right. Go, go, no, stop, no, go, 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 go. Oh, yeah, well, Steve, as I always said, Steve had stopped to make sure if it was a home run or not. He didn't know it was, <laughs> you know, Steve had to see it land in the second deck before he'd wave him in. But uh, oh, God. I, I don't know. They, uh, hey, it is amazing <laughs> the uh, animus towards this team considering it's not one of the classically terrible twins teams, you know, I mean, we've had many more we've had in the last decade we've had, we had worse, but people, people in general, I mean, the, 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 the casual fans hate this team worse than any of the bad ones. Don't you think? Yeah. I, mean, I, I sense that. Yeah. It's just, I mean, they just, it's, just people couldn't stand watching, you know, Dylan Bundy, five great innings against the Angels. We got to get him out of there after 64 pitches because one of the two hitter, one of one of the, their one hitter in the lineup might be coming up. I mean, people, they don't understand what the group is doing. I can tell these guys, the public has no idea what you're doing as a group. Your various groups are doing as groups. You know, I think we, here, we, just on that, on like the Dylan Bundy note for a second. So I was trying to just spending some time. I was reading all these articles and quotes this morning. And just like, why, why do I feel? Cause you're right. It's not, it's not like, you know, 2016, you've gone through like five yeah. 90 lost seasons or two, you yeah. know, 1999. It's not like that. So why do I feel, why am I so irritated by everything I'm reading and seeing here? And I'll give you one example. First of all, the twins just they blow smoke up your ass and then turn the other direction like, you know, it's a it's almost like they're gaslighting fans and media. So every season with the like with the exception of maybe the Mariners this year who just had their entire rotation intact for six months, which is rare. You're going to need probably seven, maybe eight starting pitchers to get through a season. Hopefully, hopefully your main five can go as planned as much as possible. But. The Twins' top eight starting pitchers on the depth chart this year were Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer. They traded for Chris Paddock. Bailey Ober was in there. And then uh, Devin Smeltzer was in in the mix if someone got injured. And then they eventually traded for Tyler Malley. And then Winder was a rookie, but he was, yeah, supposed, but, to be a rel- he was supposed to be a reliever. And so if you don't even count Winder for a second, no. the planned pitchers that you either traded for and had known injuries or not, or the Dylan Bundy reclamation projects, the guys that you signed off on yes. as a front office made 85% of the starts mm-hmm. and were the worst pitching staff third time through the order in the American League and had injury issues well, well, we that were... We don't know that, though, because they only had like 23 at-bats the third right. time. But, the my, but my, but my point is, so, so this was your plan. This is mm-hmm. your plan. And you and you can't get through a third time through the order. And oh my God, Chris Paddock and Tyler Malley have injuries that were already publicized right before you traded for them. That is on you. I. That's not bad luck. That is on you. I will tell you that that last Friday, the start of the last homestand, I went over there, intent to sit down with Falvey and ask some serious questions, right, about this the whole pitching thing. And I discovered that it's hopeless. You know, he's he's from Trinity College and I'm from Fulda. I got no chance to pin him down and get him to, you know, to, you know, he's going to tell me about 
uh, you know, the, the, the group and the process and the risk, risk factors. And, uh, and, uh, you know, when you say, how did this happen? How did you sign two guys who were hurt? How did you possibly get it in your head to trade Chris, you know, to, you could have traded Taylor Rogers to 10 teams and you decided to trade it, give them $6 million and give me a pitcher with a bad elbow. And another guy who made us weep for the days of Alex Colomay, bring back Alex instead of Emilio. We'll take Alex any day over Emilio. So, but it's, it's, it's hopeless. It's, uh, you, yes. you, you can't get answers to candid questions. And it also, and like, and, and, you know, maybe you're from Fulda and he's from yeah. Trinity College, but you've also been watching and covering baseball for a half century. You know yeah. what you're looking at when it comes to baseball. And I think what another thing that just irritates me is these guys are coming in and they are literally trying to reinvent the way that a major league pitching staff operates. They had, they had among the fewest, they had the fewest trips a third time through the order. They had the among like the top three most taxed bullpens. So, yeah. okay, so you're going to go that extreme. And it wasn't because of injuries that you did it. Your designed staff operated that way on purpose. So 100 plus years, let's not even go 100. Let's even just go like the last 10 or 15 years of baseball history, yeah. recent baseball history. You're going to do it that drastically different? Really? Yeah. And uh, you did it so drastically different uh, that your new age pitching staff, a pitching coach with the force plate and everything was so disgusted with it. Right. He went home. He left mid season. This, uh, I mean, this was the more you get, the more you talk about it, you know, Falvey doing a one hour, uh, wrap up Monday makes it worse. <laughs> they should have just let it stand on its own, right? I agree. Yeah. You know, and if well, somebody wants to call up Derek and ask him a couple of questions, fine. But this whole notion that somehow you are serving the media with this crap is, uh, you know, I don't know. But it gives it gives the, him and, and the twins a chance to further um, basically sell their their points. Which, by the way, the majority of people are buying into at least in our business and that's the problem i you know maybe we are but the public's not <laughs> no i know but they don't know. but, but they think they are provi- we're supposed to be providing information to the public that they semi-trust right? correct <laughs> well they come they have a 180 difference of opinion on this team than most of the people covered them. right but they are so smug pat that i think that they think it's working Despite the fact it's not, because they're, because here's here's my thing. I think they're incredibly book smart. I think as far as street smarts and like common sense goes, they're hopeless. So they think what they're doing is working, and nobody's telling them, you know what, this ain't working. You're losing people left and right. People despise you. They don't like Rocco. Why not? Because you're all so arrogant and smug. Well, I don't see Rocco arrogant. I don't think he's arrogant. I he think thinks he's, he's selling the message. Yeah, I've he, seen it. He's, he's selling. Yes, he I've seen it. Don't message. you? Know, yeah, he got hired. To tell say, me the truth. Tell me the truth to say, you know what, Judd? I'm not that bright. You're right. Yeah. I 
I asked the guy. I said at a press conference, I said, Rocco, I said, you're the poster child for every decision. You're being booed after Joe Ryan was pulled. I said, you are the poster child. How do you feel about taking a fall? Basically opening the door for him to say, yeah, I don't like it too much. And he gave me a long-winded Rocco-esque answer. It's like, dude, just tell me, you know what? I'm the fall guy here. Yeah, well... That's all I want. You know, this little snippet of the way they now operate. And I love Dustin Morris. Been with him for years. He answers all my phone calls and lines stuff up if I need it. But they now have Dustin doing interviews of players on TV on these, these little snippets. Like, you don't have your PR director doing interviews of your players you want objective people like audra doing those what do you want dick bramer doing them i'm gonna ask you a tough question next to a damn business bacon and eggs or just bacon has anybody talked to perky is there any way we can get him back on our side is there any way we can get we've lost him listen honestly like like just to to pull back the curtain so glenn was amazing for us the first year of score north before when we were doing more live radio and stuff and then the staff got torn down in 2020 and as we've built this thing back up, the audience just doesn't really respond to Twins content like they did yeah. three years ago. No, but so, here, no, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> I texted I texted Judd Sunday and said, it's all over. Perky just said, Arise has been playing on one leg for a month. You know, <laughs> he's gone to the indoctrination program. Perk, come back, Perk. I said, Pat. Back. You and me, Blues Brothers scenario, we go save Perk. Mission from God. A mission from God. We go save Glenn Perkins. Get out to Lakeville. (laughs) You can have Morneau. You can have Smalley. You can have anyone else you want. Just give us Glenn back. I I, I knew we were losing him when I texted him a couple of weeks ago. They had both him and Smalley on. And Smalley told the story before the game about how Tony Oliva came to him when he was having a slump and said, I was hitting 180 in 1964 in the middle of May, and I won the batting title. And, they, you know, well, this is the era of baseball reference. Plus, you have me who remembers Tony going like 20 for 30 to start the season, right? So I looked it up. At one point in May, he was hitting 370. <laughs> you can, how could you tell that? I didn't get a response, and I said, uh-oh, Perk's been converted. It's over. Perk, it's he over. He doesn't want that candor from and have him say, hey, Roy, by the way, uh, <laughs> might have been a different year, but it wasn't 64. <laughs> it's know? over. Unbelievable. Uh, it's, uh, it is. They are. I mean, they drew. They padded it, padded hard to get to a million eight this year, and they're, they, you know, this is, you, you know, now you saw, you, you, you're seeing in Seattle what can happen as if out of nowhere you have this tremendously exciting team, but they worked hard to get that team. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they went out and said we're going to be good. Yeah, and uh, uh, that's you know. Well, at the end of the day, in the in the I, you know the Sunny Gray acquisition was was a good acquisition. I'm not saying that everything the Twins did was no, no, you know, they no. did some good stuff. But at the end of the day, the Mariners went out in the off season and signed the 2001 Cy Young Award winner in free agency, oh. Robbie Ray, who actually got yeah. rocked in that game yeah. too. 
and then they traded for unequivocally the best available yeah. starting pitcher at the deadline, and they gave up a ton. And the Twins traded for Chris Paddock with a partially torn UCL, mm-hmm. and Tyler Malley, who two weeks before was on the injured list with a bad shoulder. And people push when I say that people push back and say, "Well, Luis Castillo missed the you know the first month with a bad shoulder." And I said, "Yeah." And then he made 15 consecutive lights out starts yes, before right. the trade deadline, yes. showing that he's healthy. I got one one thought I had this morning, actually, when I was walking upstairs here. What it's so bad for the Twins right now that people were not people were ripping Carlos Correa, who was really good <laughs> and was fantastic down the stretch, but he's you know one of the Ten or twelve best players in baseball, and yeah. you had him. And even people are so down on him, they, 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 you know, you you would say something about him, and he there'd be more criticism in the comments than there was, than there was. Yeah, he's a hell of a player, but he's surrounded by dummies, you know. Yeah, I want I want to give you guys one more here too, because I, I literally told these guys before we turned the mics on before you jumped in, Pat. I started reading these articles this morning and Falvey's quotes, and I just started like just brain dumping all of my, it was like writing a column in my own notes. Like, and one of the things I landed on here was just the Jim poll ad category. And I think there's nuance here because most people, most fans, first of all, like I've never met a fan that loves Jim poll ad, which no. we'll get to in a second, but most people miss the mark when they criticize him. They criticize the poll ads for being cheap, yeah. which sometimes you can, you can make that argument, but in baseball where there's no salary cap, you're operating on local revenues. The twins generally spend around league average. Yeah. I don't have generally don't have a problem with where the twins spend. Would I like them to be a little more aggressive here and there? Yes. To me, the two biggest problems with poll ad number one, his family has owned this franchise for 35 years and Jim still has zero connection to this fan base. Yes, that's true. Zero connection. So like, in a moment of perceived angst or crisis or, you know, the, oh, man, public perception, fans aren't showing up to Target Field, what's Jim Polad going to say to calm the waters? And last year it was, this front office is doing an A-plus job. <laughs> he always misses the mark with his comments, and he and he essentially has no connection with the fans that, that pay money to watch his team. It's hard to be a owner of a sport, of a high-profile sports franchise when you would just assume people not know you exist. Yes. Which is he, and that's his personality. And when they were, you know, when they were shuffling, as I said the other day, when they were shuffling responsibilities within the family, Jim landed on baseball. And, uh, uh, but get, get used to him because it's now high one, it's damn near two billion to buy a franchise now, one and a half. But who's gonna come? Who's gonna pony up? You know, one point eight. Yeah, it's not like right. you look at the NBA and and you can just see an upward to the right trajectory yeah, yeah. for values. Yeah. Major League Baseball is a little tenuous. But the other thing is, and sometimes this is lip service, but it works brilliantly for the Wilfs when they did it. For instance, a few months ago, Jim shows zero desire on behalf of the fans, on behalf of the organization to compete for a championship. Like at least the Wilfs will come out. And if it's just lip service, that's fine, but they'll come out in a press release after they fire Zimmer and Spielman and say, we want to compete for championships and Super Bowls. And that is our goal here. Mark Mm -hmm. Laurie gets the job as the, you know, the minority share of the ownership and he is throwing out championships. And again, a lot of it's probably just lip service, but Jim doesn't even do that. He doesn't even get people excited saying, you know what? This is unacceptable. 
as the owner of this franchise, we expect more. We want to compete for championships. I don't know that I've ever heard him say anything close to that before. Yeah, probably not. Well, and then, you know, I mean, maybe they figure they got there too. What the hell? <laughs> you know, it was, I, but you know, the, the, I, I, I don't see ownership as a big problem of, of this. That I see the problems are, you know, I, I don't know. I just, there are, there are other owners like this who are behind the scenes who are fairly successful. It depends upon if you got the right, if, if you give them the right resources and their resources are okay. They just haven't used them the best, uh, you know, but this year was, this year was a golden opportunity to surprise us all. And now they, everybody hates them. So it's, uh, it's weird. And that, now everybody's mad at St. Pete because uh, he said he was disappointed. Well, of course he was. They, they thought they were going to do something and draw some people and they didn't, you know, you know they, I'm going to, I'm going to throw St. Peter about St. Pete. You know what they found out though? When the people didn't respond to them in the second half when they were first place, they got a big PR problem. That's what they discovered, right? Yes. Baseball and them, you know. Yeah, and here, so here's my question, though. So if, if Polad doesn't, like, day-to-day know exactly, or or I guess it's a better term to say, understand what's going on, and Dave definitely runs the business side, who does have an idea of if Falvey is blowing smoke or knows what he's doing? That's my question because the more I watch him operate, again, I don't I lose a lot of faith. I mean, I watch Cleveland where he came from, right Pat? And I see Cleveland doing things and I'm like, "Wow, that's impressive. Pitching, manager, just a lot of things." I watch the Twins and say, "That's supposed to be your blueprint." And I don't see that blueprint being installed here. Uh, well, they, we did hire a 34-year-old guy out of the Cleveland front office that was about their number five guy. So it's not like it's not like he was the key decision maker. Uh, uh, Tito apparently liked him, and they'd have discussions about pitching and stuff like that. But the the any thought that the Falvey was the guy putting together the oh Cleveland no, I didn't think that. I thought he might take notes. Yeah, I, I did too. But uh, he's uh, you know here I'll tell you how bad it is. I went to uh, spring training every year from 1974 uh, through this year, uh, except for one year when when Clem went to the final eight, their final sixteen, and and I my trip trip got canceled. I didn't go last year, and I'm not going this year. I have no interest. I'm not going to go down there, get little limited access, write all this crap, not have anybody to. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing there for me anymore. Hell with it. Come on home. Let's see if you're any good or not. Plus, the city might be destroyed. That's got something to do with it too. But. You know, from a PR perspective, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and throw the twins a bone here on Twitter. I'm gonna try and throw the because I know they're they're about to unveil uh, a new rebrand in uniforms yeah. here, and mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna throw a poll out on Twitter. How pumped are you for the Minnesota Twins <laughs> new uniforms to be unveiled soon? Uh, are you very excited? Uh, couldn't care less, or just go win a playoff game as the third option. Let's just see. Maybe people are excited about the new rebrand. You know what they should cancel? Breaking out the new food options at Target Field with a media session in March. Because they get so, people make so much fun of them for the new food items. Yeah. You know, you don't need, you know what you need? 
You need vendors. You don't need new food items. Yeah. You need let's bring back the next generation's Wally the beer man. Cheaper beer. That's uh, what amen. you need, Pat. You keep calling yeah. for it and you're right. Cheaper, Cheaper beer. Beer, yeah. For, that's what we should do. Is the, remember when we used to have slogans? We always had slogans. They don't have slogans anymore, do they? They don't have slogans. Uh, Maybe sometimes. Yeah, but uh, cheaper beer would be a great slogan. It would be, yeah. Cheaper By the beer. way, the the first reply on my poll here is from uh, Gary Sheffield Jr., who says, oh. as a Yankee fan, I'm very excited for the new <laughs> Twins uniforms. He wants, I suppose he's very unhappy that they're not playing the Twins in the uh, semifinal, in the quarterfinals here. <laughs> Oh, we now man. probably needs the quarterfinals in baseball. We have so damn many. Uh, That's we question. should, I think, or is it the round of is is the round of eight? Maybe it's the round of eight. Although well, the last pick, round had eight too. Pick I up guess. your Star Tribune this morning for full details. We got the TV. <laughs> we got the TV Times. Oh, wow. Talk about giving up on baseball. We got the TV Times. That's it. But hey, I'm still loyal to him. We got we got full coverage of the Felvey of the Falvey group in tomorrow in today's paper. So we, the group. Yes, we do. You know, right. the, you know, the, the last group I remember is Bill, the photographer, photographer from Mankato back in the day. Were you ever, did you ever see Bill, the, the free press photographer? And he I'm was sure such a big fella that his nickname was the group. That's what I, I remember. They had Morgan Band Brandrup was the sports editor. He was the golden Palomino. And the photographer was Bill Irwin, something like that. And he was the group. Just now called the group. The group here. The group was his The group. He was yeah. a big fella. Yeah. Anyway. We All right. Well, that was, that was therapeutic. Nice little session there. Yeah. Now we can uh, pretty well forget about him. Until the, uh, well, there's in one month, we're going to get the Carlos Correa decision. Oh, that's right. He, they, he's, he's like three days after the World Series or something. Five. Five days yeah. after the World you Series. Know, if they went, you know, I've always said it's not happening. He always makes them free agents. But what if you call his bluff and give him five more at 36? Say, but you got to tell us in a week. You know, if you, we'll give you five more at this number. Five more in addition to the two? Yeah, two's he got left. You get, you, get you convert, a, you convert the, you would you convert the two to not be player options, right? Yes, yeah, he's yeah. got to stay here for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Seven yeah. for 36? Give him, give him five more at the same number. But even oh, if he doesn't fine. re-sign, everything's fine. Yep. Don't worry. Yep. Coming up next at shortstop, the Twins are going to find a way because they always do. Pete back Mackey. to you, Dick. And Pete Mackey will be back. So, uh, Pete Mackey. Maybe we I don't want to do this having, anymore. Pete's going to be okay. Maybe we can start having a little five-minute segment on uh, BSN, the Pete Mackey show. That would be pretty good. Hosted by Phil Mackey. Hey. Yeah, hey. Right. That would be good. He's uh he's the he's not the Irish Mackie, he's the Finnish Mackie. He know? is, yes. We would yeah. uh we would right. we would brawl. I don't know what All he would right, think. gentlemen, I gotta be out state Minnesota for a couple of days. So uh I, I won't be with you Thursday, but I'll be with you Friday. Sounds oh, good. Nice. All, All right. right. See you, Pat. Safe All right. Uh boy, that's feel better piece session there. Actually, you, you know, better. I do feel a little bit better. Yeah. I do. Do you I guys just, feel a little bit better? Well, it's weird. Or Declan, I'm... do you wish that would have ended fifteen minutes earlier? Fifteen minutes ago. I'm searching. I'm searching for my in invitation to the press conference yesterday, so that I could have gotten in on that one hour of delicious oh, baseball. I heard you're too negative, but I'm looking high and low, and I can't seem to find it. Sometimes, if you go into the spam, sometimes these emails get put in your spam. You could just do a 
a check through it. Plus, you're old. You don't know how to use technology. That's so I would just true. go through all your folders. Spam would hey, be a good place for twin stuff to go these days. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, that mm-hmm. therapy session was presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Been around for over 100 years, helping businesses maximize their level of success through risk management tools, resources. Uh, they're all about protecting your business, riding that uh, elevator to success. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours.